This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Congressman Dale Strong is saying that a recent rule put out by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, otherwise known as the ATF, is a blatant attack on the Second Amendment rights of Americans. Congressman Dale Strong is referring to the pistol braces and the ATF's new rule that requires such pistol braces to be registered by their owners by May 31st of this year, or the gun owners will receive a felony charge. Strong says this is nothing but federal overreach and has since joined other House members in a joint resolution of disapproval for the Biden administration's decision. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall has also joined 24 other AGs in a lawsuit against the ATF and U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland when it comes to the pistol brace issue. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall also continues to speak out against ESG policies being implemented in the U.S. financial sector, especially when it comes to retirement funds. Marshall maintains that environmental, social, and government policies are interfering with investors and their ability to fulfill fiduciary obligations to their clients. Marshall spoke more about the issue when he was on Alabama Public Television and Capital Journal this past weekend. If you're just an average Alabamian that's trusting that investment firm to invest your money, your desire is to make sure that you've got the most return for you at the time of your retirement. The question, though, is if that investment advisor has a different agenda, say climate change, for example, and they want to only invest in ESG investments they advance the, their version of what climate change should be, because clearly that doesn't occur in consultation with the individual investor, then that shouldn't be allowed because that investment advisor should be designed there solely to maximize the return for those people they represent, not to create some kind of other societal change that they think would be good for the greater good. And so our goal and our mission there is to make sure that number one, individual investors have full disclosure of what's going on. That's fair. But then second, that we make sure that there's not some government mandate that occurs to create this change that otherwise is inconsistent with the return, the fiduciary obligation directly to that investor. Well, there's some legislation that's going to be offered to state lawmakers this week coming from various county district attorneys. Montgomery County District Attorney Daryl Bailey is also the president of the Alabama District Attorney Association, and he spoke to 1819 News about the seven pieces of legislation that different DAs have presented. They offer amendments and new laws that will address Class D felony charges, retail theft, fentanyl trafficking, as well as violent crime. These pieces of legislation would include stiffening the penalties and fines, as well as creating mandatory prison sentences for those who are convicted within these areas. Bailey says that Bailey says the legislation is all designed to send a message to criminals here in the state that Alabama is serious about tackling crime. The regular legislative session for the state of Alabama begins this coming Tuesday. A mobile jury will return to deliberations today in regards to a case against a doctor accused of reckless murder following a car crash. The trial of Jonathan Nakla was put to rest by the prosecution and defense attorneys this past Friday. The jury is now tasked with determining if Nakla is guilty or not guilty of driving under the influence of alcohol and at high speeds back in 2020. That all resulted in a car crash and the death of his passenger, USA medical student Samantha Thomas. A Birmingham-based doctor is about to release a study with international impact on why certain people are forming clots after they get COVID-19, the virus, 
and are not able to break down those clots over time. Dr. Jordan Vaughn is the CEO of MedHelp Clinics here in the state. Vaughn has been treating patients who have experienced long COVID symptoms as well as COVID vaccine injuries that involve fibrous clots forming from the spike proteins that have entered the human body. Vaughn has now taken his studies and research even further by isolating the genetic polymorphism that is causing these patients to have the clot formation and the subsequent symptoms of shortness of breath, chest pains, and extreme fatigue. Vaughn's research of hundreds of cases now shows that those with a high number of plasmin activator inhibitors are unable to break down clots easily, and that puts their lives at risk if they don't go on certain blood-thinning drugs in the future. Vaughn's genetic mutation study will be published by the University of Liverpool, and this week the Daily Detail is going to feature a conversation that we had with Landon Williams, one of Vaughn's patients who has been part of this genetic testing as well as treatment and is going to talk to us about the results. And congratulations to a middle school student from Hansville who will now be representing the state of Alabama in the National Spelling Bee that will be held this coming May in Washington, D.C. Stephen Briscoe won the state spelling bee that was held this past weekend at the University of Alabama. There were 50 students from grades 4 through 8 who came from various schools across the state and took part in the spelling bee. Briscoe's winning word was schnell, which is a German-rooted word that means go fast or quickly. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, a plan is in the works for a bank merger and buyout that will keep the Credit Suisse Bank from collapsing, similar to what happened to the Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank here in the U.S. The Union Bank of Switzerland, or UBS, is working with Swiss bank regulators to develop this deal. UBS wants to buy Credit Suisse for 3.2 billion Swiss francs. UBS officials say that a takeover of their competitor bank will be a solution to secure financial stability as well as protect the Swiss economy. If the deal goes through, the merger of the two banks will involve Switzerland's two largest banks and will bring a combined total of $5 trillion in invested assets. Well, forget the Ides of March last week. This week is shaping up to be even more dramatic as former President Donald Trump took to social media this past Saturday to say that he's been given information that the district attorney in Manhattan plans to arrest Trump this Tuesday and charge him in regards to a payment that he made seven years ago to porn star Stormy Daniels. Trump maintains that there was no campaign fund violation and that no crime occurred, not even a misdemeanor. He also says that other federal prosecutors in the state of New York have looked at his case and determined that there's nothing there for charging. Following his Saturday post, Trump went on to attend an NCAA wrestling tournament in Oklahoma. The chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Comer of Kentucky, is also weighing in on this issue, and he's questioning the timing of the planned arrest by the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Comer went on Fox News this past Sunday, saying that all last week, the House Oversight Committee released verifiable financial proof of the ongoing payments that a Chinese-based energy company made to the Biden family. Well, it's very odd uh, that this would come out just the very next day after I revealed bank records, which showed that the Biden family, the president in particular, hasn't been truthful uh, with respect to his family receiving payments directly from the Chinese Communist Party. So it almost looks like it's a, an effort to detract but at the very least, it's another example of two-tier system of justice. Comer says this is only the tip of the iceberg as to what is being uncovered now that subpoenas from that oversight committee are being answered. That's what this investigation is all about. It sure seems that Joe Biden makes strange decisions that oftentimes put America last and China first. 
And we want to know if he's compromised because of the millions and millions of dollars that his family has taken from China. And we're going to continue with this investigation. And I think over the last two weeks, we've already uh, presented a lot of evidence as to why this investigation is, is of the utmost importance. A San Francisco district supervisor is engaging in some political hypocrisy with zero shame, apparently. Hillary Ronan represents District 9 on the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. Ronan is now begging for more police officers to be budgeted and hired and then put on patrol in the streets of her district. And she says she now feels betrayed by the city leadership for them not responding to her requests made in the past year. The problem is that Ronan advocated for defunding the police back in 2020 during the George Floyd riots that occurred in Minneapolis. Ronan's tweet from that time reads that she believes strongly that the San Francisco police force needed to be reduced in numbers and that for decades the city budget has been imbalanced by sending hundreds of millions of dollars to the San Francisco PD. This is all posted by Fox News. The mayor of San Francisco, London Breed, actually listened to all the calls for defunding the police and did just that. Breed redirected $120 million to other city initiatives back in 2020. And since then, the homicide rate in San Francisco has jumped by double digits each year. The lieutenant for a Mexican drug cartel that was run by El Chapo is going to be extradited to the U.S. Orso Gastelum, referred to as El Cholo Ivan, was approved unanimously for extradition by a state of Mexico circuit court. Both Gastelum and El Chapo were captured in 2016 by authorities. Gastelum has been fighting the extradition charges ever since. U.S. authorities say that he was part of the Sinaloa cartel operation and oversaw drug shipments coming from Colombia, Honduras, and Guatemala. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 